human beings, and welcome to episode 260 of Magic the Amateur Age. That's right. You're listening or watching to a podcast <laughs> slash video cast that is for people who are new to the game of magic, returning to the game of magic, who want to get better or just want to have a real fun time. Yeah. This uh, podcast is hosted by two people, one of them being me, yes. Maria. And one of them being me, Megan. And a third of them being Ghost Host. That's right. What's that, Ghost Host? <laughs> ghost host. Oh, honestly, I can't believe with that dirty with that dirty mouth we let I him on the show sometimes. FCC but... throwing up flags left Ooh, and right. That's why ghost host can't do radio. Oh, oh no, 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 no. Podcasts only for ghost host. Too many fines. <laughs> Certainly not on any of the major networks. No. He used all seven words you can say on TV in that one joke. <laughs> It was incredible. What are... Don't say them. <laughs> Never mind. Scratch the question I was about to ask. I was about to ask, what, what are, are the seven they? words that you can't say on television? But do you know what? We're not. You know what? To be honest with you, I don't even know if it's seven. I kind of pulled that number out of nowhere. Google them. Yeah. Just just Google them for yourself if you want to know. I'm sure they've changed by now, though, yeah. to be honest with you. Yeah. Like, they probably had to add some. <laughs> they had to add some. They had to take some away because shows okay, are like, Okay, I was going to say, Ooh. take some away. But can you... Okay, you're right. One, I think that's like the restrictions have gotten more lax or shows yes. have pushed the envelope. Yeah. But in my mind, I was thinking of a word that used to mean something bad, but then doesn't anymore. Like what? Uh, so that's, that's, that's the point. It's like, can you think of a word? <laughs> uh, that used to be bad? But isn't anymore. Probably... If you can think of a word like that, um, tweet at us at MTACast with the hashtag swear, not swear. You know, like, you scurvy cur. <laughs> How bad did that used to? I don't know. Are you telling me scurvy cur used to be like, just like the worst swear you could throw down? Certainly on a pirate ship, <laughs> which is in flavor for this episode. That's right. Because <laughs> we're talking about Rivals of Ixalan. We sure are. We're going to tell you all about our time at the pre-release. Oh, yeah. Plus, we're going to have a For the Noobs on Building Sealed in case you're like, man, I wasn't sure about the pre-release because I don't know how to build a sealed deck. Hey, we got some tips for you. Maybe you're going to GP Indianapolis and playing some Team Limited this coming weekend and you oh, want some tips on how buckets. to build with your friends. Awesome. Maybe you're just playing online or uh, building some sealed casual at the kitchen table. We've got tips for you. Yeah. Plus, major announcement. Hot news alert. I knew that was coming. It always like, comes. I could have predicted it. Just like I'm going to predict the next sense you say is going to be an old-timey newscaster voice. <laughs> now, let me tell you, <laughs> there's tons of news to be had around here. Nailed it. <laughs> yeah, we've had some uh, major shakeups in standard as some bands. Ooh. Bands hitting the table straight from Wizards of the Coast. My, oh, my. Plus, a flavor text theater. Yeah, movie pitches, like how we uh, like to kick off a block. And yeah. that's how we're kicking off Rivals of Vixelon. So, you know, if you're working for Paramount, uh, 20th Century yeah. Fox, some kind of smaller art house studio, uh, tune up your ears. You know, that small art house studio, 20th Century Fox. <laughs> No, I, I want to start a, a studio called Small Art Host. Oh, yeah. And that's... <laughs> we just tell it like it is at Small Art yeah. House Studio. We're not interested in your next Avengers movie. No. We want the movie about the flower that comes to life but has a disease. Oh, not watching this. <laughs> nope. I'm sorry. Pass. I mean, Pass. you and most people. Yeah. Small Art House films. <laughs> 
But before we get started, we have some people to thank. The first people, the foremost people, the top the tip top people that we want to thank are you, the patrons of this show. Thank you so much. If you are a patron over at patreon.com slash MTA cast, whether you're pledging as little as a dollar an episode, we we don't care. We love it. Yeah, you're amazing. We love you. You're great. Patreon is uh, an exceptional service that allows us to kind of do this as our living. This is where we get get a survival through your money, with which grants us life force to be able to bring the show to you every single week. That's right. It's a real. It's one of those real situations that you see, kind of like um, in a in a film uh, that's set in space. And then they have to they have to black market trade for whatever keeps people alive in space. Yeah, it's like that. It's exactly like that. <laughs> you are the because the, we're the in space. We're in space, and we need critical oxygen. The oxygen supply is low. That is right. Anyway, Patreon.com/slash/MTACast is the place to go to join our family and help support the show and keep it on the air. As yes. we said, changes coming up at the beginning of next month, end of this month. So uh, keep your eyes peeled yes. for that as well. And Again, a big thank that's you. At the beginning yes, of next month yes. slash end of this month don't go if you try and go swap on patreon right now to a monthly setup it won't be there because we haven't set it up yet that'll yeah. be at the end of at this the month. end of the month thank you as well to card kingdom cardkingdom.com slash mta cast is the link to put into your browser window or into the tiny mini browser window on your phone if you want to go buy some cards perhaps a box of rivals of Ixalan to draft with your what? friends like we're gonna be doing this yeah. week so get over there it's the best place to buy Red your cards draft. Best draft. Best place to buy your magic paraphernalia. Best place to be like, hey, could I have a token in my order? Custom token. They're so cool. They'll do it for you. They'll also put in a Magic the Amateur sticker like I have right here uh, in your order if you ask them. Cardkingdom.com slash MTA cast. Pre-release time. Maria. Oh, yeah. How'd it go? Well, uh, we headed down to Rivals of Vixalon pre-release at Level Up Games in South St. Paul here in MN. We had a lot of people turning out for that pre-release. Tons. It was wonderful to see so many different kinds of people, too, enjoying enjoying Rivals of Vixalon for the first time. It was great. So uh, party, party city. <laughs> yeah, it was. Pizza city. Pizza city. We got free pizza. Yeah, Pirate City. Pirate City. Somebody had a pirate hat. There's somebody there yep. dressed in a Vikings outfit giving us live updates from the game. <laughs> yes. There was a football game or some such. Or, or whatever going on. And uh, all of this, by the way, will appear in our pre-release vlog, which will be up on YouTube. Thinking, Maria, thinking tomorrow. So yes. if you're listening to this on Tuesday, go check it out. YouTube.com slash MTACast for our vlog of all the action. But cutting down to the chase. Yeah. Overall, Megan... How did you find the format? Quick. Yeah, agree. Snippity snappity. Uh, get in there with your yippity yappity. <laughs> your yippity yappity being creatures. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I found that the best thing, like my best games were just when I curved out. If I went two drop, three drop, four drop, and then maybe like another two drop and another three drop or something like that. Yeah. Like I won. Absolutely. Or if you just went, yeah, you have to have like, it's just like creature interaction, do something every turn. I was going to say that I felt bad if I didn't play a creature, get this on turn one. Whoa. That's what my deck wanted to do. Yeah. You had three one drops. I had three one drops, unblockable merfolk, doodly. Yeah. Whatever it's called, but it <laughs> got to learn that <laughs> in a couple of days here. But uh, yeah, if I didn't play my one drop, I was like, oh, I'm behind. That's unbelievable yeah 
Now, right now, Ixalan was fast. Yes. Already. Yeah. And this, I feel like the Ixalan draft format was especially fast, but the sealed format could have like some. Sure. Yeah. Vary a little bit. And this is just like, nope. No. Hit the ground running and don't stop running. (laughs) It's running from beginning to end. I opened the nine drop on Naya Dinosaur. Yeah. Which is a supreme bomb. Of course, it's nine mana. And I had some lands and uh, various other cards that kind of you know, would help me fix my mana. So potentially I could play this card. I had some yeah. cards that went with it, that it worked. And I just d- straight up did not build that deck. Yeah. Instead, what I built was a blue green merfolk, highly aggressive deck mm-hmm. a- that looked like a draft deck. Yeah. And do I ever do that in sealed? I try not to because yeah. sealed is notably a slower format. We're going to talk about that when we talk about building and sealed, but I just didn't. And it was the right move. Yeah. Like absolutely. it was insane. Um, I felt like, I, so I ended up just going like green, white, and I just had tons of removal and ju- and then just like a bunch of two drops and three drops. And when I built it, I was like, uh oh, like my five drops, I have two five drops and they're both really good. But do I have like too many twos and threes? Like I'm prioritizing this curve too much. And it's like, no, it no. turned out great because <laughs> I beat all of the people who had a curve that were that was too high and who weren't playing a bunch of two and three drops. Right. I just like completely smushed them. They had no time smoosh not only did i completely smush them but it just felt there never felt like a point when i was losing the games no no and anybody who sat back and didn't do anything yeah was dead so quick so 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 fast so i think that's the takeaway and that's what we've been hearing all over by Um, the way there was even a point at which i so i had all this removal like i had two luminous bonds and two divine verdict yeah and at first i was like that's like that's enough that's a lot that's four pieces of good removal um and then i ended up eventually putting in a slash of talons from my board because i was like oh this seems like the weakest of them yeah you know it only does two damage um but it was just so important to have something so cheap yeah and so easy that could maybe help you cast multiple spells in a turn so so good I actually drafted today on Magic Online. The set's already draftable. Uh-huh. And I drafted, basically, I tried to do what I tr- did in Sealed, just build a highly aggressive uh, blue-green merfolk deck. Somebody played Dual Shot against me. Oof. Blowout City. Oh, my god. Now, goodness. that card is normally a cyborg card. They yeah. just remain decking it. And I think that's right. Yeah. <laughs> but for what's going on right now. Ouch. There's a lot of one-toughness creatures out there. Yeah. Um, But... Like we said, it's it is about this format's about attacking. I think blocking is, seems pretty bad, especially since a lot of the creatures give you bonuses for attacking. They're like, when this attacks, it gets plus one plus zero. Oh. Mm-hmm. When this attacks, it has flying. You can pay two in a red to give this thing plus two plus zero. Oh. It has trample. Whatever. So like, freaking swing for the fences. Yeah. And. Uh, a lot of people have been saying, oh, is this fast as fast as Zendikar was back in the day? Or what was it? Gate crash back in yeah, our day? Gate crash. Gar. Gar. <laughs> Gar. Gar. Wow. No, I don't even know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but this reminds me, by the way. So <laughs> I was recently <sighs> flying home from somewhere and listening to my podcasts and I was kind of speeding through them. You can put them on 1.5 speed or whatever. And I'm like, yeah. I wonder what this sounds like on half speed. <laughs> it is so funny. I was sitting there just laughing to myself. I don't like, I'm, like, I don't know what the people on the plane thought, but 
listening to you in slow motion sounded just like that. It was like, we have been drinking for hours, and then we recorded this podcast. <laughs> Highly recommended, oh, everybody. It is ridiculous to listen to us on half speed. Uh, so I played a rival's Vixler Prulish. All right. Oh, my God. Gertrush. Gertrush. Yeah, Gate Crash was really quick. Yeah. Um, Reminds me of that. Yeah, absolutely. It was, yeah. Uh, and I felt like um, I particularly liked there's the two and a white enchantment aura that gives a creature plus oh, one plus yeah. one and lifelink. And then you make also a one one vampire. Yeah. So good. It is so good. Because I feel like there's just, it's just a race. Yep. This format is just a race all the Sprint. time. Sprint. Yeah, and that is just like you slap that on me, and it's like, well, screw your race, man. Like, yeah. I'm winning this. That was the only card, basically, that I feared all pre-release was that yeah. card. So good. Thankfully, there's some good bounce in this format. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's more bounce now. I mean, we we, we kind of said like Ixalan had the aura strategy. You could put them on your blight keepers and swing in swashbuckling Mark of the vampire, etc. Yeah. And sometimes you just straight up got there because removal was expensive, like contract killing, or yeah. there just wasn't enough bounce. Well, now uh, there's more bounce in the format, but there are also more cool auras like that yeah. one that you mentioned. I played, was it? In, it's not insatiable curiosity, something uh, obsession, curious obsession. Yeah, I think that's it. That's a single blue mana gets plus one, plus one, and when it deals combat damage to a player, draw a card. Oh, nice. So it's kind of like Curiosity uh, on steroids, and yeah. uh, that card's really fun. Put that on my unblockable merfolk friend and uh, drew a lot of cards. Real nice. So, but yeah, I mean, I don't know what's going to happen. Like, are we just going to continue to sprint for the finish line, or is somebody going to figure out a way to slow this puppy down? I have no idea right now. Oof. Like, I imagine, I guess maybe if you do it, it's with vampires. Like, that's got to be the only way that you could, right? Because you just make, like, a bunch of, like, little, you know, lifelinky blockers or whatever. Sure. I don't know. Right so, now. Red Green Dinosaurs in Ixalan was kind of, nobody liked that deck. Yeah. And so I hope that that deck can kind of uh, make its footprint it's big dino footprint now Mm -hmm. um within rage and then later on we can have a little puddle in the footprint yeah and then we can see the ripples yeah when the dinosaurs walk by i played versus two enraged decks today so i think like enrage is now something that is way more viable than it was in exxon wasn't really supported so that's cool yeah 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 there's a a two two where when it gets dealt damage it deals five damage to somebody's creature (laughs) (laughs) i like that card it's really man. good. That Basically, unblockable. And then yeah. somebody put a Tillanali's Til- crown on it, which deals a damage when it gets uh, crowned up. And it was just like, oh, shoot down your creature for five. This thing's oh. still alive, by the way, and huge and trampling. So, Ouch. I think, awesome. that's, I think that's cool. That's real nice. But yeah, did you have any um, uh, cards that you were like, ah, I'm not going to play this? Warning sign. Hmm. Honestly, I'm anything trying to think. big. <laughs> yeah, anything, anything super big. But other than that, not really. Yeah, I agree. I felt like in general, like my card, my card pool was pretty good. Like I had some sweet removal in black, but I just couldn't play it because I had just no good creatures in it. Right. So, um, yeah, not off the top of my head. Go to town with two on flyers for two. Oh, absolutely. That's kind of where it's at in my absolutely. opinion. Absolutely. Kite sail corsair. Two, one. What a card. <sighs> Real Flying. good. 
And that little merfolk that flies the two one is yeah. still good. Shaper's Apprentice. Yeah, both of them. Nice. They just are. They're just friends. I had a few of them out, and my opponent was like, "They're holding hands, flying through the sky." Yeah, I'm like yeah. That's what, the, that's what it are. looks like. <laughs> the little art. Wee. Uh, the two one for two. I want to say glint something or other. It's green. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Um, the two one that can't be blocked by creatures with power two or less. Yeah. I was playing two of those. That card was awesome. Against most of my opponents, it was basically it's unblockable. unblockable. It's just unblockable. Like, for mul- at least for enough turns where it's so meaningful. Right. So good. Card's great. Especially if people get the memo and start playing aggressive decks. Yeah. Unblockable, my Ugh, friend. So good. Yeah. Nice. And, uh, you know, a lot of times a one one for one is something that is not super playable in a format. But like I said, my unblockable one one got in there with Merfolk, but counters on stuff. Jade Bearer, boop, gives it a one plus one mm-hmm. plus one counter. You know, New Horizons. I played two of those just to put plus one plus one counters on my smaller creatures. Yeah. Not for mana fixing whatsoever. Nice. Turned out OK. Both me and Megan ended up three one at this uh, pre-release. So, yeah, I think we had the right read going in. For sure. And it'll be interesting to see where Rivals goes moving forward. If you have any cool stories or anything like that, tweet them at us at MTACast because we want to hear how the pre-release went for you, especially if you built a slow deck and you won. (laughs) We especially want to hear that. But any of your stories. Yeah, for sure. We're here for them. It's time for the noobs. Hey, have you ever looked at a sealed pool and thought, where do I even begin? Yes. And then you just didn't? <laughs> and then you packed up your cars and walked out because and then you, you just gave up. I hope not that. Yeah. But uh, if you've ever felt a little bit lost, we're here to give you a little bit of guidance, a compass, a roadmap, a the topographical, you know, um, chart. Okay. Sure. Of, of what to do. Yeah. Uh, maybe not as detailed as a topographical chart. Just you like a, a map with yeah. roads, but no cities. Exactly. <laughs> this is I-35. Who knows what it goes to? Good luck. But if yeah. you get there, it's up to you. <laughs> we can't give you every information because, you know, sealed is going to change. That's and it's always part of a mystery of life. It is a mystery. One of those great mysteries of life. Why are we here? How do you play sealed to the top of your ability. Nobody quite knows, but we keep trying. Yeah, know? we do. We keep trying to put together the piece of the puzzle. Um, so, Maria. Yes. I've cracked open a brand new sealed pool. Yeah. In a format where maybe I'm familiar with the cards, but I don't know every single one necessarily. Yeah. What do I do first? Okay. First things first. Ooh. This is what a lot of people do uh, is kind of take their uh, cards and separate them out by color. Yeah, absolutely. It just makes it a little easier for you to process everything that's going on. Cause that is a lot of information. It really is being thrown at your face. Yeah. Pretty much right out of the gate. And so once you've sorted your cards by color, um, I like to go through and like, maybe as you're cracking them, your packs, you're taking note of what are your rares Mm -hmm. or your really good on commons. Yeah. You're like, Oh, Holy cow. This is so good. Yeah. Um, so you'll like already have that note in the back of your mind. Sure. But you've sorted them. And then I like to go through each color. Like I'll pick up the pile of white cards and I'll look at it and be sort of, I'll go through and I'll pick out what's strong. Yeah. Like ev- whether it's really good creatures, um, like just, they have to be very, very good creatures for me to pull them out and note them. Or it's like really good removal. Right. Um, and sort of looking at like, okay, what is this, what is this color's overall strength? 
Um, and what would its overall kind of plan be? I think one way to think about this when you're like, what counts as a really good creature? What counts as really good removal is, is this a reason for me to play this color? And yeah. so <clears throat> kind of pulling those cards, if they meet that criteria to the front of your pet or to the front of your pile or even separating them out and placing them above uh, that color can kind of give you a quick glance as to, oh, there are six cards that make me want to play white. Yeah. And that's a pretty good reason. Whereas there's only two cards that make me want to play blue. And so that might be a, a weaker choice for one of my colors. So maybe you've gone through all of your colors at this point. You've done this for all of them. And you've noticed like, hey, one color is very strong, whether it's because it has just like maybe a couple of pieces of unconditional removal. Maybe you have a bomb creature in there um, and you're like, hey, I really feel like this has very strong potential. Then you're going to take that that color out and you're going to lay it out on the table by converted mana cost. And usually I separate my creatures and my spells at that point, like creatures along the top, spells along the bottom, each in their row. Uh, for their converted mana cost. And then I look at like, okay, what are, what is its strength and what is its weakness? Right. Um, especially looking at weaknesses in terms of curve. It's like, Hey, is this really short on creatures? Is it really short on like two drops and three drops? Like some early stability. Is it really short on removal? Is it really short on just powerful late game spells? What, like, right. what is it? What do I need to shore up? And that is where your second color comes in and helps out your first color and says, hey, do you need more creatures? Just kind of beefing out the middle and the beginning of your curve. Mm-hmm. I've got you. How about you need a we- what? <laughs> you want to try my new <laughs> workout plan? Beefing out your middle? It's called beef out middle. <laughs> hey, I need to beef out my middle big time. Beef out your middle. <laughs> I really don't know what that means. I, I, I think it. I think it's just another way of saying like, get a six pack. Beef out your middle with Brad. Mondays through Thursdays. Oh. Brad will beef you up big time. Oh. Beef out your middle. Anyways, you were saying. Eat Sorry. ten eggs and then get beefed out. Oh. I'm gonna lift weights with my abs. My abs have hands. By the end of this, your abs will have hands. Anyway, so beef out your middle. This has all become the grossest <laughs> ad that I've ever heard. Uh, or give yourself bombs that you that you need to win the game. Mm-hmm. Or give yourself good removal. When you're building sealed, um, remember that it's even more important in most formats. Disclaimer, because we just talked about how fast uh, Rivals of Ixalan is. Mm-hmm. Bombs are super important. Removal is super important to deal with the bombs that your opponents open. Mm-hmm. Um, and usually sealed is a slower format, so you can lean more heavily on the end of your curve than on the front. But uh, I don't think Rivals is that way. But just generally, that's usually the case. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, you you might also start by sometimes you might have two colors that really stand out and you'll start by laying those out. And sometimes it's as easy as being like, yep, that works. These are both great. Um, but I super recommend trying at least a couple of different color combinations because I know I rarely ever end up settling on exactly the color combination that I started with. Yeah. You never know until you lay it out and yeah. take a good look at it. It's like you think about that outfit that you've picked out for the big dance and then you lay it out on your bed and you're like, wow, I did not consider that a red hat does not go with my green and purple stripe. Now that that works. I'm- <laughs> I, think, I think if you're already wearing a green and purple striped dress, like a red hat is not going to mess you up anymore. It's just going to look like it all goes together. Yeah. At that point, you're wearing enough colors that it's just like, sure. Anything. Leopard print 
plus a zebra hoodie. That nope, that no, works. I don't that know. Works. You can make you can pull it off. Anyway, we're you also understand. We're going to start a style show where we just try and <laughs> take bad ideas and make them good. Make them work. Actually, that's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody send us in your worst piece of clothes that you think could never be cool. Um. So I, that being said, I feel like you're going to have a gut instinct when you open your packs and when you sort. And a lot of times I've found that my gut instinct is correct but at, about at least one of the colors. Yeah. Like I probably sure. wasn't right about both of them, but I'm usually right about one of them. Yeah. So definitely mm-hmm. listen to whatever your beefed up apps, your beefed, your beefed up, up middle, middle is telling you. Yeah. I think because you've got a lot of good instincts living down there. Absolutely. Along with the healthy gut bacteria. Yeah. Uh, Where do your instincts <laughs> live? In your stomach. In your tum tum. <laughs> Which is why if you ever have the stomach flu, you need to watch out uh, for the next few days. You're not going to have an instinct. Yeah, your instincts will be totally exactly, off. Exactly, because you're going to have puked them. <laughs> and you just need time to <laughs> cultivate some new ones. You're going to have puked them. Yeah. But yeah, you normally you're going to want to play two colors in sealed, just general overall. Uh, sometimes if you can make your mana base work with the colors that, that you've opened, perhaps you've opened some dual lands, perhaps you have some lands that let you search or some artifacts that you can crack and search to help you fix your mana a little bit better. But it's just generally the same as in draft. You probably want to lean towards two colors. Um, and yeah, that's that's the best advice I can give. Sometimes you look down at your sealed pool, you'll arrange it a, a multitude of ways and you can see the clock ticking down and you're just like, oh man, I have no idea what to do. That's okay because that happens to everybody. We mm-hmm. always get those pools that are a little bit more difficult Oof. to build than others and that's kind of just the bitter pill we have to swallow in the world that's sealed because next time you might get a great pool. Absolutely. But yeah, seal's a lot of fun, man. I, I love it. Um, and... Uh, looking forward to Indianapolis coming up this next week- weekend. Team Sealed. If you're on a team, um, you know, pick a team captain who's there to make the final decision. I think that's a good bit it's of advice. Important. And it's important to have someone who will make you all stop hemming and hawing. Yeah, about the decision. Because otherwise you can go on for forever. For forever, basically. That's some advice from Hallie what Santo. What do you think is the most amount of time a group of three people would spend building a team sealed pool are we talking about like pros especially the pros that like to just go on forever about certain cards and stuff i'm talking yeah i'm talking about like three people who are all all have very strong opinions before they settled on something if they had no time yes i'm talking about we you you have three people they have no time restriction a classic sealed build at what point Will they each sit down and register their 40 card decks? Are we keeping food from them? <laughs> no, there's like no restriction on wow. how long. Okay. Do you know, actually, okay, we'll say they get water and bathroom breaks, but, but no, no food. food. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I love that because, oops, I unplugged my headphones. Uh, I'm going to say like they could go a day. Uh, that's what I think. I think like, I think we're, it's in the magnitude of, God. I want to say my... Like, my lowest guess that I would ever make on it would be, like, four hours. Oh, yeah. Low end. Yeah, is four hours. And then, like, the top end is, like, eight. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I could see it happening. I could see a crowd forming and watching this go down. I could see, you know, them growing, you know, a beard if if they're a fast beard grower in this uh, period of time. 
But yeah, if you want if you want more tips on Team Sealed Holly Santo, head over to carkingdom.com slash MTA cast wrote an article about prepping for Team Sealed. So yeah. you can check it out there on their blog. Um and uh learn more about how to prep if you're playing with your friends. But there you go! Team Sealed slash normal sealed primer. All right, old-timer newscaster, hit us with some news. Well, if you were to look at, take a look at today's front page, you would see written right there in black ink on that newspaper that there have been bans. Bans, I say! Bans, you ask? Bans, I say! Extra, extra, read all about these bans, because not only one card, not only two cards, not only three cards, but four whole cards! I would love that headline to say bans, bans, I say, <laughs> is what it says up top. Bans, oh, I say? The Daily MTG article is called Bans, yeah. I say. Bans, I say? And it's like the old-timey newscaster's face like, hey! <laughs> up there with the pictures of the banned cards. Yeah. Hey, you out there who know Photoshop, you know what to do. <laughs> anyway, yeah, we had some... All in grayscale, obviously. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. This is an old-timey newscaster. Old-timey. I don't know what printed colors look like. No. You're telling me photographs aren't just paintings? You know, back in time, everything was black and white, not just photos. That's why it's all black and white. There's no proof that color existed before the invention of color film. Mm. Just think about it. (laughs) But yeah, we had some bands that happened. I woke up this morning and was like, that was the sound of my eyes popping out of my head when I saw how many cards and what got banned from standard. So... Tell us. You give us one. one. Okay, number one. This was the one that I was expecting, mm-hmm. and quite frankly, the only one I was expecting. Agree, I'll agree with that. Which was a tune with ether. Yes. Get that sucker out of here. Banhammer. Everyone's just like, oh, you banned like a one, uh, yeah. a one mana sorcery. That does that kind does of nothing. nothing. But at the same time, does everything. everything. Yeah. It like fixes your colors. It like makes uh, two thirds of a thopter. Yeah. <laughs> it puts down the wings and the wheels. Exactly. It's like it's so good. It's such it's Absurdly such a toolbox good. card. Uh, but surprisingly, also out of um, yeah. Teamer Energy, they lost Rogue Refiner. Rogue Refiner. Yeah. Which do you know, I have to say, having played against that card, that thing's a freaking house. It sure is. Do you want to? Do you want more energy? Here you go. And it's like, and it's a three-two, and you draw a card. Ridiculous. And we all know how important drawing cards are. That text is just so powerful. Yeah. Rogue refiner, and then there were also another, there was another set of bands. So that was just obviously out of the teamer Team energy. energy deck. So teamer energy, I think we can say is, you know, to some extent kind of kaput so this is interesting they're banning the way they banned it is they didn't ban long tusk cub they didn't ban the hydra that's true they didn't ban world of virtuoso there's still some very powerful cards so like they banned the things that enable those cards to be quite frankly pretty busted in that uh team or energy deck but they banned so they banned the enablers they didn't ban the payoffs yeah so it's like how good does this deck remain i think they their goal was to keep it viable. Yeah. So we'll see. I don't know if it can survive through this. I mean, I imagine that it will be there in some shape. Probably the Scarab God. Oh, gosh, it's like hard to say. Like, that version should... I mean, without a tune with without either, tune. I don't know that you can handle that kind of splash. Yeah. And especially also now that we're um, losing Rogue Refiner. Right. Which is a big part of making those hubs, those ether hubs, 
like so consistent. So I don't know about that, but I do think you can still make it three color. You've still got like a very aggro bent to some of it, like green belt rampager. Yeah. You can put that in. It's just like very solid long tusk cub. As long as you get a hit, like if you play that on two and hit them on three, it's like, that's still very powerful. Um, if you went like long tusk into whirler virtuoso, it's like, yeah, you're still really getting there. So yet to be seen. Yeah. But as Megan said, uh, team or energy or slash any kind of energy deck was not the only one to get hit. No. Uh, the other deck was kind of the scourge of the format along with energy was Ramunap Red. Get out of here. And Ramunap Red basically lost. I think what makes it work. Ramunap runes. I mean, yeah, that card it, it's just what gives it so much reach. Yeah. You can just sack a bunch of lands. It's like, oh, did I almost get there, but not quite with these creatures? Doesn't matter. Sack some lands. Yeah. And that's what everybody said makes the deck what it is, because yeah, there's absolutely. been a lot of mono red decks in the past that, you know, played cheap creatures, had some burn spells, and that was what they did. But they yeah. didn't have that key piece of Ramunap Ruins that lets you win the game even when you had 0.0 else going on. Yeah. It was just... Made it busted. What a card. It was just like one of the most frustrating... I can't say that I'm sad to see it go. Oh, I know no, there's I'm tons not. of red players who are just like, red is great again. It's so wonderful. But it was just such a frustrating card. Yeah. Because part of like the way you beat red is you have to stabilize against them. Right. And it just made it impossible. You would do all this work. And against any other aggressive deck, it's like, I would have gotten there. I would have sure. made it. And this time, like, no. Yeah, I think it's just hard made it no. too good for... I, you've got to have some drawback to a deck and it was kind of like that deck it kind of felt like taking away a drawback yeah. absolutely so the other uh ban for uh ramming red is rampaging ferocidon yeah <laughs> never saw that one I, like that was i think when i was looking at the list it's like a team with either check knew sure. it was coming yeah. rogue refiner it's like i get oh, it okay very good card like kind of does similar things ramming ruins yeah yeah goodbye <laughs> rampaging ferocidon is like what? what did I what? do? I'm a three, three for three. Ex- you can still kill me. Excuse, excuse me. What? Sorry. What? It was just yeah. so. It was so surprising. It was. Uh, yeah. I looked just at. It, I was weird. like, like we, I felt like looking at. It, I was like, I barely knew you. Yeah. We barely had time together. I had to like click on it just on. to make sure that it was the card that I was thinking of. <laughs> oh, just be like, is this really it? Yeah. Um, I mean, and, and it sure is. So my guess on that is that they have, you know, they have their big new playtesting group yeah. that's been happening. And my guess is that they were playing some of these decks and they were just like, it's still, it's maybe, still maybe it's still too good. Too oppressive. Yeah. It's interesting. They showed some of the magic online data for, of these two decks and were like, Hey, by the way, teamer wins plus 50% of all of its matchups in game one, two and three. It's and this is so like absurd. Too good. It's been too yeah. good for too long. And they said the same thing about red based off of that data. Um, but it is super controversial, these bands. Um, so we have a longer rotation it, set now. I feel now. like everyone's like, well, goodbye <laughs> tune with either. <laughs> good riddance. This is what I mean. So I asked everybody out there on Twitter, how do you feel about this? These are the two responses we got. Number one, goodbye. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. Yeah. I don't care. I played enough teamer. I've seen enough of it. Barf, barf. Don't want ever want to see it again. Ram, ramming that bread. Get out of here. Nobody cares. That was response number one. Yeah. Response number two was this doesn't make me want to play standard because I'm worried my, my deck is going to get banned by wizards who is banning more aggressively. So they said, you know, like prior to this, there have been what two bands in 10 years or whatever it is. And now we've had, you know, 10 bands in the past, whatever. So like, 
I understand that. I understand being worried that what you play in standard is going to be gone. And then what are you going to do? However, hopefully um, none of these cards were expensive cards also, that were banned. You got, I feel like at this point, these you decks have been around time. for a really long time. If you were playing these, like, I think that you got, honestly, I think you got your value out of it. Yeah. Like, if you've been playing Teamer since Teamer became popular, you've had a year-ish. Yeah. Um, and same for Rami Red. Like, you've had a lot of time playing that. You've hopefully had a lot of events. Like, uh, and it is, because it's a longer rotation cycle, It the bands feel a little bit more like mimicking the shorter cycle. Sure. Um, and so it's like... It's, I don't know that it's necessarily a ton different, which is basically my way of saying, like, if you want to play standard, don't let this stop you. Like, get out there and play it. You're still going to get so much out of whatever deck you choose to pick and learn. Um, it's still going to be such a wonderful learning process. You're still going to have so much fun doing it. Um, if you enjoy standard, like, this shouldn't stop you. That's and my that's kind opinion. of, in, in, a, in a way, this is kind of the poison that you drink with standard. Like, it's going to rotate out. Yeah. It's going to say it's goodbye. If thing. you want something more secure, modern is a good format, or limited is a fine format as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, you know, that's kind of the the dice we're rolling when we yeah. play this format and giving us a longer rotation period. They did say they were going to ban more aggressively, and here and you go. these decks, like we've been talking about, these decks are still here. Yeah. Like, you've still got, like, Carrie Zev is still a heck of a card. Um, like still Hazaret. going like Bomat Courier into Carry Zev into Oncrop Crasher into Hazaret is still just like that's a beating. And like maybe it's gonna be a little bit harder, but that deck is still gonna be around. Teamer is still gonna be around in some shape or form. These decks will survive. You'll still be able to play it. Scarab God's still around BTW. Yeah, it is. So I think For a lot now. of <laughs> yeah, control players are happy about that. Um, I'm happy because I want to see some sweet uh, tribal decks come to the forefront. I want to see yeah. Merfolk. I want to see vampires, hopefully a dino deck. We'll see if we get it. I think that'd be really cool. Do you know what? We've made wild predictions in the past. Yeah, we have. Uh, let's, let's. Do you have on, one right now? No, I was going to say, let's put on our ban hats and make some ban predictions. <laughs> what does your ban hat look like? Here's my ban prediction is Scarab God goes before it rotates. Oh, yeah. I, I think that's... That's a, mine. That is a very safe assumption. Let's pick another Randall, though. Okay. Like, I'm kind of feeling... What about Kumena? What? The one blue-green. Oh, And then, like, yeah. you can tap a Merfolk to make it and unblockable. And then draw some cards. And, like, or, yeah, and, like, tap three to draw a card and tap five to put a counter on all your Merfolk. I could see that. That's that's gonna be my that's gonna be my that's my completely oh random guess. At what's what's getting hit next? You know, a lot. Of, I'm not saying next. I'm just saying before its time is before up. its time. Okay. Uh, that feels like a bad guess, but you know what? I'm getting I don't know crazy. I'm I'm like struggling here at what could be so busted. I have a feeling it's in Merfolk though. That's why I picked that. I don't think it's in vampires. Yeah. Um. Hmm. Man, I don't think we're going to be like, ban approach of the second sun. Um, yeah, that would be surprising. But, you know, Wizards does have that new big playtest group, and we can hope that um, over time, as they're kind of filling, adjusting to those roles and kind of refiguring how things work out over there in R&D, that this will have to happen less. I mean, we know yeah, that it's... I think so. That it's kind of... Uh, part of the the equation when you have a long period of time in standard mm -hmm. but hopefully it can be less of the equation moving forward um gosh i don't know i, I can't think of one i'm gonna say a merfolk card <laughs> what a cop out but yeah um 
So get out there. It's like a brewer's paradise right now. You know, like as soon as Friday hits. We're spending most of our lives living <laughs> in, in a, a brewer's paradise. paradise. <laughs> and uh, bring your travel deck to FM or something. Oh, I mean, like, yeah. I'm excited for Standard now. That's I haven't said that in a while. <laughs> so that's something. Nice. Before we continue any further, we gotta stop and thank Ultra Pro, our brand new member of the MTA family. Yes, ultrapro.com is the place to go for all of your magic paraphernalia needs. Just this pre-release, someone was talking to me about their Earl of Squirrel playmat and how much they loved it. And if you wanna, I mean, what? I said, what a beauty. Oh, it's such a beauty. If you wanna live the life of the Earl of Squirrel, you can with Ultra Pro. That's who makes that beautiful playmat. There's also Earl of Scrolls sleeves that I saw at the store and I just looked at them and smiled once again because they're so great. They just make, you know, they're the company that makes the magic products that you want to use. I use my Eclipse sleeves at the pre-release. Nice. Guess what, Megan? What? Guess what they shuffled like? Butter. <laughs> they, they sure did. And it was not the first time I used them either. It was like the fourth time or something like that. Like buttered silk. They still shuffled like buttered silk. Do you think buttered silk... Anyways. <laughs> nope. No, Is no, a no. good cake? Ooh. That sounds good. Like like chocolate silk, except buttered silk. Ooh. Okay. But I don't know what the silk is. Me neither. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Ultrapro.com. <laughs> Head over there and thank them uh, for sponsoring our show. You get yourself a brand new magic deck box. Because you know what? You're worth it. I was about to say that. <laughs> To crack open this pack with those little frilled dust spitter on it. Yeah, crack it. All right, here we go. Flavor Text Theater presents movie pitches where we uh, blindly draw cards from an Ixalan pack or Rivals of Ixalan in this case and uh, make up movie pitches or TV show pitches Ooh, based on. I on see the cards. our I see our flip card though Ooh. already, which is Path of Metal. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I couldn't I couldn't help yeah, we, but see that one. Yeah, that one we go. we don't know, but that's the rare that's Check gonna be card land. going no, into our uh, pile of cards that we will send to a lucky patron at the end of the month. If you are signed up for Patreon for any length of time, you are eligible for these drawings, by the way. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Okay. Ooh. <laughs> uh okay, I've got my Okay, go for it. So this <laughs> I want to say this is like a Disney Channel original movie. And it's like, you've heard what's going on on Twitter. It's that everybody wants to eat Tide Pods. Yeah. And for some unknown reason. By the way, reason, don't do it. They're like uh, super poisonous. Do you want to eat poisonous Super poisonous. <laughs> don't do it. Okay, Somebody yeah. did post a recipe, though, of how to make something that looks like a Tide Pod that you can eat. That's amazing. That's great. Anyway, so it's about a kid who believes in the internet too much. And they always like do the newest thing that they see on the internet mm -hmm. and it keeps landing them into a lot of trouble and in one point he eats a tide pod <laughs> and like goes into like a, a tide pod coma uh and he's like crashing in the or and all the doctors are oh there god but then it's like fast forward to his like fever um coma dream well <laughs> well he's in this tide pod induced coma dream <laughs> And he learns the valuable lesson of not to trust everything you read on the internet. It's called Crashing Tide. <laughs> I mean, don't worry. Like he I lives. Know. He lives. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. 
All right. Uh, this is the story um, of a boxer who is a professional boxer um, and he loves the sport, uh, except he gets into a fight. Uh, he's like in, a, in the boxing ring, you know, in a match. And uh, he ends up going blind in one eye from like a hit or yeah. too many hits um, or something along those lines. Uh, and so he can't see out of one eye and it obviously it throws off his depth, his depth perception oh, really yeah. badly. Mm -hmm. um, and so he is struggling to be a professional boxer. So he quits and he's like, I'm not doing this. any like, you know, he like throws in the towel and becomes a curmudgeonly guy. Yeah. Um, but then uh, he find he finds out that he can, he, he, let's see. I'm trying to think of, <laughs> The second half of the film. <laughs> I got that far. Okay. He's blind in one eye. Um, yeah, quid boxing. Exactly. But he eventually finds his way back into the fighting ring by like getting these scrappy street brawls um, that, that go on. Uh, and it's called Dead-Eyed Brawler. Oh, yeah. So he becomes a scrappy street fighter where death perception is not as critical as in the boxing ring. <laughs> yeah, or maybe it helps him. I don't know. I don't. I'm not a scientist. We'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah. We'll work that out uh, in production. Uh, my my movie is a uh, is a Pixar animated uh, short, and uh, it's a bunch of cows that are sailing the high sea. And so <laughs> there's cow captains, there's cow first mates, there's cow poop deck scrubbers, and um, the the captain cow is really mean and won't let the cows eat any grass off of his special like grass area on the ship. And all the other cows are really hungry because there's obviously no grass at sea. And what are they supposed to do? Guess what? They mutiny. <laughs> Anyway, I didn't really know what else to do with that wow. card. <laughs> that was for you, Craig Wesco. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Moochini. Um, okay, so this one is a story set um, in, uh, not ancient, but like you know, China a long, long time ago. Um, kind of in the story of, if you've ever read the novels of Grace Lynn, if you haven't, I highly recommend them. They're really amazing. Um, and they're all these like stories within stories. So uh, this is set in uh, long ago China. And there's uh, a the story of this artisan who used to be a, they used to carve jade and they were like the most renowned uh, and the most amazing. Um, but then they, they disappeared. Um, they just, they don't know where they went and their jade carvings were so amazing um, that they would like, they looked almost lifelike. So there would cool. be whole entire, they would craft whole entire towns that looked like real, but they were all crafted out of Jade instead. Wow. Um, and so someone uses like, he finds one of them and uses the clues in it to try and rediscover wherever, uh, this, this artist went, this Jade Carver. <laughs> it's called Jade Craft Artisan. That's cool. You can see some cool carved Jade at your local art museum, including the MIA. They have a very yeah, nice exhibit. It's very true. All right, this uh, movie, <laughs> mm -hmm. it's a little weird. Um, it's kind of in the vein of uh, True Blood, I guess. I guess because it's set in New Orleans. Um, is that what I want to do with this? <laughs> anyway, the point is, uh, it's about a cult. And there's a religious cult. And they uh, their deal is they can only be awake <laughs> from the hours of 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. <laughs> the rest of the time wow, okay. must be spent in service like underground to the dark lord that they that they Ooh. worship but from those hours of 6 p.m to 8 p.m their job is to go out and evangelize about about their religion <laughs> and they go and knock so really their lives are terrible i don't know this why very <laughs> why you want to join this religion but it's called dusk legion sell it <laughs> All right, all right, 6 to 8 p.m. That was my two hours, everybody, yeah. and I'm done. Um, okay, so, um, you know, 
You know, Night at the Museum, um, yeah. the movie where I think Ben Stiller is a, a night guard at, you know, a, a museum and everything comes to life at night. Yeah. Um, this is like that, except there's it's it's set way back in time. Um, and the, we'll just say like in King Arthur's court and there's um, a knight, but a K-N-I-G-H-D, like a knight of the round table. But every time he's around animals, they stampede. Oh. So they essentially are kind of coming to life also. It's called <laughs> Knight of the Stampede. Makes sense. He Makes uses, sense. He uses that power to lead a a Braveheart style revolution, uh, revolution but cool. of animals. Animal revolution. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. This is a movie that's kind of like uh, what was that movie? Greed is good uh, in the eighties. What was it called? Was it just called Wall Street? American Psycho. <laughs> yeah, sure. That's kind of what I'm thinking. No, of. that can't be it. That's just. But I know what you mean. Uh, it's that attitude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone has that yeah. attitude in the movie. And uh, it's basically a look, a hard look at society, okay, right now. Because what happens is all of the money, specifically the gold, like in Fort Knox and on buildings and statues, becomes poisonous. So anybody who touches any kind of, like, high dollar amount <laughs> will get, like, enough poison that they will die. Wow. So money and gold and any and diamonds, all of that poisonous okay and the only cure is to like live in a hut out in the woods and far away from money and society as you possibly can get yeah and try and make it that way so all the poor people are totally fine and they're able to rise up and all the rich people are running out to try and get rid of their earthly possessions and their money because it's now poisonous wow it's golden demise what uh what a premise yeah Golden Demise. Um, so this is just, this is a nature documentary voiced by David Attenborough. It's three hours. Just, it's all one one camera on uh, one woodland stream. <laughs> That's like in Norway or wherever they have slow TV, where it'll just be something like that for 24 hours. It'll That's just be amazing. a river. I would watch it. I think it's great, and I wish we would do it here because uh, that's uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, all right, this movie is a movie about a knight and his uh, and his faithful squires. They go around the countryside doing their knightly duty and chivalrous things, and this knight is betrothed to a beautiful lady of the land and has her handkerchief and all of that, but the squire is in love with the knight and uh, could never tell him, of course, until one day they find out that they have the same love for one another, squire's Aww. devotion. Aww. Yeah. That's so cute. I would watch that. Yeah. Um, so this is, uh, the story of a, of a guy who, uh, he, he leaves his friends, uh, and he's just like, do you know what, you guys, I need to go on, like, I need to go find myself. I need to go on this journey. Um, and so he leaves and they have no idea where he went and he comes back like three years later, um, and they they don't recognize him at first. They think that this stranger has just walked into the, their lives, like this guy who like has he's he's just like a like a terrible person, uh, and is and is filthy and horrible to everyone. And then they realize that it's their friend that they used to know, Whoa. and they have to basically like help socially rehabilitate him because he's just become like a monster because he was just self serving for such a long time, um, and has no moral compass anymore. Uh, and his name was Ray because this is the story of cleansing ray <laughs> have you seen cleansing ray 
<laughs> oh, it's also got a lot of Oscar buzz. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, here's my last one. This one is set in medieval times as well. So we got a lot of those uh, today. Yeah, a lot of them. And it's about a young boy whose family is pretty poor, and they don't have, you know, a crest like a lot of families have because they, you know, don't have the money and haven't bought one, and they're not you know lords of the land or anything like that mm-hmm. but he's always dreamed of having one so mm-hmm. he interns or whatever the term is back then uh yeah. at a um liver what is it called oh my gosh i'm drawing a blank right now uh when you where you make crests the art of crest making and he starts designing one for his family and um he puts some cool beasts on it and he puts um a horn of plenty because his mom is a baker and it's got like bread and fruit coming out of it and all these crazy kinds of animals and what happens is because he wants uh, so much for his family and wants to be recognized as an important part of society that imbues it with the magic and uh, the animals and the things on the crest are able to come to life and run to his side after he's created them. And they go on adventures and whatever through the land. Um, stampeding horn crest. <laughs> <laughs> there you Perfect. go. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. So. All right. Those are our, those are our movies. Ooh, look at this. Yeah. This arch. It's also a foil arch of Orozco that's, that's going in cool. that drawing. Yeah. So, nice. yeah. Head over to patreon.com slash mtacast if you want to be entered before the end of the month. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, if you are a movie studio or a small art house film company. <laughs> Called Small Art House Film Company. You know what to do. <laughs> everybody that's our show we did it we really did we really they did. said we couldn't before we check out of here thank you one more time to all of our amazing patrons over on patreon.com slash mta cast as well as to card kingdom dot uh, com slash mta cast and ultra pro which you can get at, at card kingdom yeah you can it well, all goes together it all goes together you see it's cyclical it all ghost together right, right ghost, ghost host, host? Whoa! Cover your kids' ears. Oh, Ghost host. Speaking like a sailor back there. Someone Ooh. needs some cleansing ray, am I yeah, right? Oh, yeah. We, we'll have our own intervention with Ghost host off the air. Uh, by the way, we're going to put a little nugget at the end of this episode after the closing music that came from when we recorded the show before yeah. we started recording and just kind of tickled our fancy. So I'm going to put it at the end as a special little Easter egg for you. Uh, and to thank you for listening all the way through to episode... 260 wow. Magic the Amateur, which is kind of unbelievable. We're going to start to have to think about another musical episode coming up here. 300's yeah. on the horizon. Whew, more more Rousel Excellent in the future. So, yeah, uh, come be our friend on social media, Twitter at MTACast, Facebook.com slash MTACast. If you're a patron, hop in the Discord, send us some questions yeah. for that mailbag. Our yo. mailbag, yeah. Thank or you. Or message them to us. We'll answer. We sure will. Back with more Ixalan fun times. This uh, same bad time, same bad channel. Next week. I mean, look at it. Oh yeah. It just did this by itself. That's all. All match. Mm-hmm. Wow. I just washed it, and then <laughs> drove over here. No way. Yeah. Good job. I think because it's not so. I think it's because it's not so rough on my hair. Yeah. Like this. my hair used to be more like this when I didn't dye it so much. Mm-hmm. But I think between dye and shampoo, it just yeah was so hard on it. Now it's like the cool ocean water. Whoosh, <laughs> whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. whoosh. <laughs>
That's the sound the ocean makes. Whoosh. Also, sp- sploosh. Sploosh. As we know. As we know. Skadoosh. But not douche. No, no, it does not make that noise. <laughs> oh, sometimes it's, it's too not bad. The sound the ocean makes. That I don't put the beginning on. <laughs> you could put it at the end. Oh yeah, you I like could. A little outro. Little special. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Good idea. I think All I right. will. <laughs>